0: Hey everyone, how's it going? Welcome to Know Your Gear QA live number episode 147. Hope you guys had a good week. I did not, but that's okay. It's not the end of a bad week. It's the beginning of a good weekend, is how I'm going to look at this today. Before we get started, a couple things. If you're first time watching this, Uh, things you should know is that this is also a podcast. There's a link down below in the description. So if you want to just listen to this, you sure can go to iTunes and just download that or stream it. You can also, if there's any questions if you're just curious what's going on in the episode, I index all the things we talk about in every episode. So you can just go right to that subject matter. You don't have to watch the whole thing. And then lastly, uh, if you have a question and you're live, uh, you put the question mark first. That way you guys can converse back and forth. And I know that you guys are talking to me if you put the question mark first. So that's uh, that's helpful. <laughs> and then also a uh, couple things, a new feature this week. So I always, or I started asking answering the first question I see, which I've captured already, but I also started a new thing where I do Reachable and there's a link down below. Reachable is an app that you can reach me through an app, but it's also a phone number. You can just text me a question or anything you want to talk about. The first time you text me it's free and then after that it'll prompt you if you want to continue, you sign up for the the service, it's like $5 a month. And, uh, but what I'm gonna start doing is I'm gonna start taking some of those questions and highlighting them. So let's start with that one first since that one you guys might not know about. Let's check this out. What do we have? Got some screens here. And here we go. This question was from Carlos. And he said, Hey, Phil, uh, I have an American Telecaster Pro, which I, I took as professional unit. And I just noticed a tiny bit of feedback when I play it. Nothing crazy, but it's there. I've heard an issue. I've heard an issue. Uh, read some things like uh, stand away from the amp, etc. What are your thoughts? Thank you again carlos i like this question i'm picking the uh my favorite question of the week so to be uh, so to speak with reachable to share with you guys this question i love because this is a question i get a lot now telecasters especially feedback issues so there's a couple things you should be aware of yes you don't want to face your amplifier uh because your your pickups are basically microphones and just like a microphone if you face towards your amplifier you're going to get some feedback. Also. If you're really close to your amplifier, you can get feedback. But with Telecasters in particular, there's something that is known with them, which is the base plate on the bridge pickup sometimes can vibrate and cause feedback. It, It causes feedback. So a fix for that is to put a piece of foam underneath it Uh, In the cavity and kind of tighten that up and you can do that to the neck pickup if you wish wish as well. So that sometimes will fix the problem. But another thing you need to be aware of and I told him this when I responded to him was also look inside the cavity whenever you're having feedback issues with any guitar. Always look inside the cavity when you're looking there for any like pools of, pla- uh, of wax, I'm sorry, not plastic wax. So if you see wax build up, uh, pool down there, they dip the, pic- the pickups in paraffin wax a wax. And sometimes it's very rare, but if the guitar is left in the sun or extreme heat, the, the wax melts off the pickups into the uh, cavity and the pickups aren't wax potted like they were before. It's thinned out. And the reason they, they dip them in wax is because the actual winds, the wire in the pickups can vibrate because the guitar is vibrating. They can vibrate and they're known to cause uh, kind of a feedback as well. And so dipping them in wax or coating them in wax stops that from happening. Those are two or three easy fixes, and then if you still have the problem, you at least know you've you've taken out the easy ones. I would do all those three. Stay away from the uh, the amp, <laughs> make sure you uh, put a piece of foam underneath, and also check to see if your wax potting is there, and your pickups might not even be wax potted. Now, on the American Tele Pro, I'm not familiar with that pickup per se. I, I think it's a... Um, I don't remember what they're putting in them now, so I don't remember if they're wax potted is what I'm getting at. I think they are, but I know with uh, my American Professional Stratocaster with um, the Tim Shaw Shawbuckers, uh, I believe mine are not wax potted. So just something to be aware of. And I'm back. So I hope you like that. Uh, and again, I appreciate you guys asking questions I'm, I'm, I'm uh, and super chatting. I'm holding those right there. But before I get to those, I have this one right here. And let me share i'm experimenting with this where i can share with you guys what's going on this one is the uh from michael michael was the first question today he was the first question i noticed and he had the question marks first thank you again michael i appreciate that he says why do we still measure amps in watts light bulbs are finally being rated in uh, lumens uh and why don't we measure amps in decibels or sound pressure levels you know there's that's a great question And I'm sure there's an amp builder watching the show that probably knows a really good exact answer. But uh, what I want to tell you is I know why we used to measure them in watts, uh, not only because that's the way it was done, but but that's the way that we used to have a saying in this industry called a buck a watt, (laughs) right? In other words, uh, you know, a hundred watt amp wasn't a hundred dollars, but you understand it was like the more watts, the more money you got to charge. There was when there was a ever, never ending i shouldn't say ever never ending race to see how loud everyone can be which was all probably from the 60s all the way to the uh, basically the late 90s um, the, this uh, idea that if you could make 120 watt amp you would get more money for that and 100 watt amp was you know more than a 50 watt amp and a 60 watt amp was more than 50 watt amp price wise so a lot of companies are actually notoriously known for doing whatever they can to misrepresentation or do misrepresentation of the amp's actual wattage. In other words, they would claim the amp had 40 watts and it would have only 30. Or an amp would say it's 100 watts, but technically it was like 80 watts, right? I mean, that was, that was known. Um, sometimes they would go and just say what the, uh, the amperage was, <laughs> and they would kind of put, put what the wa- what watts it was like pulling out of the wall, um, so the funny part of the story is now they do the opposite. We we know now that when they say an amp is like a 15 watt, sometimes it's 18 watt. And when they say it's 20 watt, it's really like 25 watts. So it, it's gone the other way now <laughs> because the watts really don't determine that. So that's why they used to always tell everybody watts because that was a selling feature. Now there's a lot of other reasons too, but that is a fact is that it was a selling feature. Um, and I think uh, the problem is, is that we kind of think in that way. So it's not like, uh, and I agree with you. I think... Think changing it to sound pressure decibels uh you know what capabilities of the amp is uh would be i, I don't say better but i like the idea more but i think there would be a pushback on the industry because um you know we're so used to it i, I think i talked about this before if not um black star amps made a series of amps called the id core right is it id core or core amps there's two versions but i think they're called the core the i i can't remember let me look <laughs> This is going to drive me crazy because what made what was tough was Blackstar had a series of amps and then they came out with a second series, I believe they were called ID amp and then they came out with the ID core amp, and that's exactly what it is. So, there's a okay, so so I'm not mistaken. So, Blackstar has an amp series called the ID amps. Uh, right. And then, and then now they have a series of amps also called the ID core. I'm not talking about the ID core. I'm talking about the original ID amps. So I'm going to share with you what I'm going to, I'm going to switch. Let me share that. And let me go here. Screen share, whoops, share screen. And I'm going to share this amp with you. Cause this is a funny story. This amp is a solid state amp. It's called the ID 30 TVP. Thirty watt 112 combo. This amp is not 30 watts. Um, this amp is actually a lot more than 30 watts. Um, what they were what they were doing in the marketing of this, which I think backfired on them. See, so total power rating 30 watts, but that's not accurate. What they were basically saying is that this solid state amp could compete with a 30 watt tube amp. That was their kind of their logic. Um, so they were saying this this solid state amp is 30 watts. Have you ever heard this amp? It's loud. It's a lot louder than you've ever heard any 30 watt solid state amp sounding. And it's because they were marketing towards saying they're like the tube amps and they were rating them like tube amps. And that kind of marketing didn't pan out as well. But you could see it's the same kind of logic is that's why we're just used to kind of consuming in that in that language. All right. Let me get out of a couple screens here. Get back into. My regular screen. And I do have some more questions pinned, but I wanna hit some super chats real fast. Dale says Do you still need modules for the impossible guitar? Uh, from Patreon chat. So Dale's talking about this week. I had a, my Patreon hangout uh, live, which is like this, but it's just less people. And we talk about some other stuff, about what's going on with the channel background stuff. And we are talking about the Impossible Guitar. The Impossible Guitar video, the first one is Monday. And uh, we've obviously been talking about that. Some of you guys are aware about this. Uh, that immediately after that video, um, it'll start the 50 videos uh, where I'll be doing pickup uh, reviews. Um, The answer to the question, Dale, is yes, I still need pickups and modules, but I have a lot. So when I say need, it's not like I need pickups and stuff right now because I have so many already here. I just don't have enough to make all the 50 videos, but I'm good for a couple months. So I'm assuming... This way, I'm assuming and hoping that as I go, uh, more companies will participate. I have funded a large part, portion of this myself, uh, just to just to get it going and to make sure that some of the stuff that I care about, which I think you guys will care about, will be in the videos. Like for instance, I just got in the mail yesterday a set of um, made in Mexico Fender Telecaster pickups. I bought them used off of Reverb for forty dollars, so I have a set of Mexican uh, Telecaster pickups. So, uh, and I'm going to do a video where I show, uh, I'm going to show the Mexican Telecaster pickups and then some Lindy Fraylin Telecaster pickups and some Seymour Duncans and, and some DiMargios. And just that way you have a reference. I wanted the Mexican Tele pickups because I'm thinking the average pl- player out there that would watch that video maybe has a Mexican Telecaster and would like to know what, you know upgrading the pickups is going to sound like so i wanted to have that as a reference for you in the video so dale uh thank you uh but yeah i still need more help <laughs> but uh we're getting there and i want to thank all the all the people who have helped so far uh especially especially um Uh, uh, Gene at Paul Reed Smith Gene is really awesome, I shouldn't say especially Because there's so many companies, Mojo Tones helped out So far I've had a couple companies say yes We're right on this, Kiesel is right on this So I'll be demoing all the Kiesel pickups Demoing all the PRS pickups uh, mojo tone pickups in these videos, you know, I mean, so we'll, that's great because I think those are videos I think you guys would be interested to see, you know, uh, I'll be able to, like, play the difference between the Kiesel uh, uh, pickups and the PRS pickups, like, which is the right pickup for you, and go through them, and uh, so I'm very excited about that. So thank you for that. Skarma guitar says chipping in for the clear coat. (laughs) He's talking about the uh, he sent a uh, uh, a uh, kit guitar to build for a sharpen my axe. There's two sharpen maxes in production right now. And uh, and then I'll be on that project. It's definitely been a heavy project uh, things because all the projects that I started in December uh, were pushed back. It wasn't necessarily all my fault, but those projects, they just got pushed back and they're all happening at one time. (laughs) So it's all right. You know, it's better busy than bored. <laughs> I'd rather be working than not working. And then Justice Justice Cash Gash with a G, sorry, Justice Gash says, "I got the TC uh, Plethora f- X5. What do you think of it? I have seen the video. Uh, that's all I've done is I've seen the video. Uh, I just watched a. Uh, I think it's TC's video on it. It's a. It's a. It's a effects unit that is simple. It looks really cool. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the Line 6 um Uh, A series of pedals. Why am I having trouble with this? I I mean, I had them forever. Um, M13, the M9, and the M5. I even did a video of the M5. It reminds me of those pedals. And uh, given that it's TC, it might even be a little better. I don't know. You know what I mean? I really like Line 6 for effects as well. There's certain things I think Line 6 does well in effects, and I think there's certain things that TC does well in effects. But generally speaking, I think TC does an overall better job for effects. It's just an opinion. You know what I mean? don't, 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 uh, don't bet money on that. But, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I haven't checked it out. I'm curious. We talked about that on the patron hangout as well too, about me reaching out to TC and seeing if they'd like to send one out for review. I didn't get that done this week. I was literally just, you know, getting ready for Monday's video, but, um, I will definitely, definitely it's in my, it's in my, it's in my to do. I don't even have to write it down from this video, although I will, uh, guy. Hey, how's it going, buddy? Uh, he just did a super chat for no reason. Guy is a long time viewer and his avatar is wearing the new year gear shirt. I'm wearing the new year gear shirt too, but I'm wearing the black ops one. I still put the link, uh, for the black ops shirt. If you guys are interested in that shirt, it's not going away. It's not limited. Don't worry. It's just, I put a, a 15% discount on it. Um, just so anybody who's wants to switch over to the more subtle shirt can. <laughs> so there you go. And uh, let's go ahead and find, uh, I know I have some more Super Chats pinned, but let's go ahead and find some more questions. And I already have one right here. Let's, let's share it. How do I do that? Oh, stop share screen, share screen. Sorry, guys. Here we go. Aha. Okay. It's Mark. Mark is STL Blues fan. He's still a Blues fan. See, I think I'm. You know, if this show has taught me one thing, I might be a dangerous person to play the license plate game in in a car (laughs) because I'm getting faster at it. Mark is still a blues fan with a ton of question marks at the beginning. He says, do you still have your PRS Custom 24 Ariza Verde green? Uh, The answer is I don't I'm just kidding, man. It's, uh, It's right there. Ta-da! Uh, yes, my Ariza Verde Green Custom 24. Uh, I've uh, had it for a long time, and uh, I still love it. It's a 10 top, and uh, it's uh, named after Matt Ariza, who is a uh, a, a Finnish worker. He does uh, finishes and stuff in, a, at PRS, and they named it after him. Just like Blue Mateo is also after Matt Ariza. So he's kind of famous for having some of the coolest colors that Paul Reed Smith named after him. But yeah, I still have it. It's right there. It's actually uh, there because it's uh, going to be in a video. <laughs> so sometimes sometimes when the guitars are here, it's kind of a way for you to know they were either just in a video because it's a video room. They were there just in a video or they're going to be back in a video for some reason. So that's usually what's the rotation here. Um, uh, the uh, longtime viewers know that I play guitars personally when I'm just trying to enjoy my own personal space. I play in my other room, uh, which is just an, a little area in there. I get to play guitar and just kind of, you know, I find if I come in this room, I start working. <laughs> so, and so sometimes you just want to enjoy yourself. Um, let's see, what else do we got? Again, like I said, make sure you start with the question mark first. If you have a a, uh, I'm checking my list here. If you have a question, and since I don't see a, a huge amount of those for real fast, and I knew I have some super chats, let me do this next thing. I want to tell you about Tessie Switch. Tessie Switch. Uh, if you guys know, I did a sharp max where Tessy Switch. Switch makes these amazing kill switches. And so they sent out some knobs right here. They are uh, anodized aluminum. I picked blue. And what they are, this is going to sound like a commercial, but it is a commercial, and you'll see why in a second. Uh, You can make your Line 6 Helix look cooler by putting uh, colors of knobs. And do I have a screenshot of this? I do, but I don't have all the colors. Well, let me do it this way anyways. Ta-da! So what they are is like forty bucks, and you get the whole entire set of anionized aluminum knobs. They went on pretty quickly on mine, and um, you can even get a set if you want your Helix Stomp. And let me put that out of the way. And different colors like, like gold and silver and red. And I think it's just mostly to because for all us Helix fans out there, you can get like a. You know get your helix customized well why am i why am i promoting them what is going on here uh well simple guys i'm going to give a set away today before we get off the uh the uh, live show so that's what's going on i have a set right here it's in a box it's ready to go i just got to stick it in an envelope i will ship it anywhere in the world and i'm gonna hope that you're not anywhere in the world <laughs> <laughs> so I just hate telling people that, you know, if you're over in Europe or or Asia or wherever, that I'm not going to ship it to you. I'll ship it wherever it goes. And then I'm just going to, I play the, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm gambling. I'm gambling. I'm hoping that it's a $10 in the USA shipping instead of a $30 international. But I, I committed to this idea. Uh, and so, you know, Tessie uh, is taking care of the shipping. So um, that's i don't even know why i'm complaining so uh anyways so i have this set it's a blue set i picked the blue set because i have the blue set so if you have a helix we'll talk about that later on we'll hold this back just a little bit and uh well i'll pick a winner and then you guys will get it so just be aware so i won't make you wait to the end don't worry about that just just trying to keep the show flowing (laughs) so okay let me get back to some super chats too um all right, what else do we got? We got Dale says, put uh this with the other super uh uh name. Oh, module for me. Wow, that's cool. Dale just did a $100 super chat, man. That's pretty crazy, Dale. Um I appreciate that very much. I will definitely put that towards the fund. Uh thank you so much, man. That was really that's really wow power right there. Um so, there you go. Uh Okay, so when I get over that, let's get to the next one. I mean, that old, that's that Oprah. Like, what? That's a lot of money, man. I mean, you guys all super chat is just crazy. Uh, but Dale, thank you so much. That was a lot. Uh, ninety-four Dodge dude. Do you like Dodges? Do you like ninety-four Dodges? Are you a dude? You might be ninety-four Dodge dude. Um, <laughs> I uh, what's I my 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 uncle. He passed away many years ago, but he was really into the Dodge Dart. Like it was a thing. And uh, then I found out like there's a whole culture, right? That loves the Dodge Dart. (laughs) So I don't know. So whenever I hear Dodge, I always think of the Dodge Dart. Uh, Because that's a weird car, I think, right? Like when I think of guys liking cars, I always, I'm not a car person. But when I think of cars, I think of Corvettes and Camaros and Mustangs. And, you know, so the Dodge Dart. There you go. My Uncle Bob, Dodge Dart. Anyways, uh, 94 Dodge Dude says, hey, Phil. Hi, Phil. What crosstalk, wait, what crosstalk between close pickups? I don't think I understand the question. That was a lot of buildup to get to this question. It says, Hi Phil, what crosstalk between close pickups? Hmm. I don't understand the question. Let's see if we can kind of refine that in a minute and get and get to it. Uh, don't uh, so give me a minute. Uh, I'll go to the next question in the meantime. Next mi- question is for I'm not old, I'm vintage is the sign on. <laughs> It's good. Okay, so I got my annual review at work today, and just passing some along. Thanks for doing what you do, man. That's cool. And I, obviously, you got a good review at work, so that's also cool to hear. Uh, because I would imagine if you got it, well, maybe you got a bad review, and you're like, you know what, screw it. I'm gonna start embezzling from the company, and the first goes to Phil. I don't know what's going on, but I'm assuming you had a good review, and it all went well. <laughs> so, all right. Um, Okay. <laughs> what else do we do? Uh, let me give it. Here's a, here's a question. Hold on. Let's see if I can do this. All right. Here's the seat. Here's what I'm trying to do. Let's see if I can do it. Let me click this button and I click this button and now I can share the, qu- look at that. This is from a chat. A chat says, which speaker upgrade would you recommend for a Fender Super Champ?" Champ X2. Um, So obviously, uh, you know, you know, I've owned many Super Champ X2s. They have a 10 inch speaker. And uh, I even did a shootout with that in the Princeton and a lot of great comments, which I totally agree with were, hey, the reason why a lot of times the Princeton sound better is because it had a better quality speaker. I totally agree. I think the Super Champ uh, is uh, massively improved when you upgrade speakers. And there's a ton of speakers you can put in that amp that I've seen over the years. Um, My favorite for some reason was the most expensive, which is the Blue Alnico, uh, a ten-inch speaker. That is a fantastic speaker. Um, because I think the amps can distort so much, the Super Champ X2, I don't really think you should get worry about getting a speaker like a Greenback Celestion style 10-inch speaker or a Creamback. Um, I think you should go with a speaker that really improves the clean channel and lets the distortion do its thing. So um, that's something to think about. But will, obviously, you want to keep it budget-friendly. You don't want to put a $200 speaker in this uh, three dollars four, $400 amp. So maybe look at some good deals from warehouse speakers. Um, or you know what's fun? Uh, is to go online on Reverb and look for a, a good used 10-inch speaker. Maybe get yourself an Eminence speaker. There's a couple speakers that I really enjoy. Eminence speakers is one, and uh, warehouse speakers, in the idea that they both make really good, affordable speakers. And uh, there's something like that. The only thing I wouldn't suggest for that amp, I didn't have good luck messing with the Jensen-type type speakers for that amp. And I like Jensen speakers, but I'd stay away from that. So I know it's not so much I'm recommending what to get, as I'm telling you what to stay away from, Uh, but I would stay away from some of the Jensen speakers. But somebody might put in the comments stuff they've had great success with as well. Um, I've seen so many speakers in that amp. I can tell you this, almost every upgraded speaker aftermarket made some kind of improvement on the amp. So that seems to be a weak link in that amp is, you know, it's a cheaper, not exciting speaker that they put in it. Um. Ah, great Vanzini says a cheap 112 fender cab is not bad on the cheap. I agree as well. Uh obviously other than changing out the 10 inch speaker, you could just run it into a 112 cabinet and to be honest with you, you can find good deals on those as well. Um so think of that as i prefer that amp i prefer the super champ through a 212 cabinet that's why i like the head over the the combo but the combo is great i just preferred the head into a bigger cabinet so and when i said the combo is great like that it's not because i'm worried about your feelings it's because i also like the combo i just i didn't want to be like you know i didn't want anybody to find an old video where i said i like the combo and they go what you used to say you like it I, i still do i just prefer the head through a bigger cabinet um uh oh 12 south says any thoughts oh here hold on let's see if i can do it ready i'm trying to get into the uh let's see if i can do this nope maybe not <laughs> i'm gonna get fast at this i am determined i think i can do this look at this bam 12 south says any thoughts on the trouble bleed mod for telly best dollar 50 i ever spent i uh, I'll, i love uh, i love treble bleed circuits uh you know so you guys know us uh, lawrence petros is a fan of the channel and sometimes he's in the live chat and he might be in the live chat today he is not a fan of treble bleeds i've had this discussion with him he removes him from his guitars he is in the chat i'm looking right now i see him so uh i don't think lawrence uh will uh mind me telling you that and so i so i just like to no, let you know that because i really trust his opinions. so the fact that he is the opposite of me he doesn't like him i like him um but i don't love them but i like them and i do have a lot of guitars with them and i agree um but what i will tell you is this whether you like them or not is relevant if you have no reference of what i'm talking about he what 12 south is saying is the best it's the best buck 50 you can get a treble bleed um uh, online, you get it from you can get it from Stumac, they'll be a little bit pricier. You can find them on Amazon, you can find them anywhere. Um, it's just uh, two two things and they wire them together. Um, you can do it yourself, but I mean, there's so many out there that's so cheap. Just trust me, it's a quee. it's a queasy, it's a queasy install. It's a quick and easy install, which makes quick and easy, is always makes you queasy. It's a quick and easy install, and it's one of those mods that uh, yeah, it. Uh, I did a video. Um, oh, about no, that was about a capacitor and a tone knob. But, anyways, I've never done a, a trouble bleed. Maybe I need to do a video on that. That's a great, that's a great, so you know, 12 South, great suggestion. That's a fantastic first project for a lot of guitar players. You can install it without really messing anything up and uninstall it without messing anything up. No one will ever know it was there. It's, it's easy. It just goes on. All it does, it's hard because I'm not looking at showing you a picture. Oh, you know what? I'll just show you a picture. <laughs> Hold on a second. We can get a pit. This is, we got the internet right here. Uh, So I'm going to find you through the magic of, because I want to actually find, ah, here you go. This is what I want to show you right here. And uh, this is not the best example. This is the fastest example. Hold on. You know what? We're not in that much of a hurry. Let me find the best example. Uh, I want to find a good picture. i not of the actual thing. Uh, ah, here it is. See who is this person? So we can give them, we'll give them, we're going to give them a shout out. So it'll be all the above. Okay. A couple things. Here we go. Let's share it here. We have right here. It's going to be a little dark for you guys, but you can see right here. This is your volume potentiometer that I'm circling right here. And then here's your three terminals. This one is your ground. See how it's connected to the to the base. That's easy. And then this, this is where your pickup comes in. So your, or, or the signal from your three-way switch or five-way switch, it'll go there. This is the input of the signal right here. This is the output. This usually goes out to the output jack. And so all you'll see what you have, and you can see in these pictures up here, you see it's two, two basically uh, capacitors, right? Uh, I I'm, I'm hope I'm right. Anyways, <laughs> Uh, that right here you just solder it right there bam bam that's how fast it is you put this right here it's just you're going to put it between these two terminals bam bam and then you play with it and what it does we'll talk about what it does in a second but anyways that's how fast it is and then when you go oh i love it you leave it and you go oh i hate it you go unsolder unsolder it's gone stick it on the next guitar for all you know right uh but the quick shout out hold on as i jump out of that screen uh is to guitarwiringblogspot.com. Since we shared that thing, uh, that must be a cool place because that was the best example I could find real fast on the internet. So pretty cool for those guys. So like I said, guitarwiringblogspot.com. Thank you for having something cool that we could look at. Um, so what does it do? Just in case that's a question right now and those of you who are not sitting in front of a computer and not Googling what it does. Uh, ah, okay, thank you, Carlos. It's a capacitor and a resistor connected in parallel. Great. That's That's all you need to know. That would make sense that would make sense why there was a resistor underneath the capacitor so the capacitor is the main thing and then the resistor is in between um i have literally never thought or put any thought into what it is other than i just wire them up and stick them in guitars <laughs> so um here's what it does what it does is as you roll back your volume knob you'll notice on a lot of guitars uh as the volume drops off whether it's linear tape, uh, we're not even going to go there. Well, when the volume drops off, you'll notice that you lose the highs very quickly and you get kind of muffly and not only does it get quieter, but it kind of a little mufflier. And so a treble blade allows the highs to keep coming through and keeps it cleaner. And Really what it does is let lets you back off the volume and really keep the initial clarity of the tone. It's so what it's supposed to do. This is something I maybe should discuss with Lawrence because of why he doesn't like it. Maybe he's... Maybe he doesn't like it. Well, He's probably talking about it right now in the comments. But anyways, like I said, whether he likes it or not, or I like it or not, like I'm saying is, what's cool is for a couple bucks, you can try it yourself. Give it a try. Don't burn your fingers and you'll probably have a great afternoon. (laughs) All right. By the way, thank you, Carlos, for the capacitor resistor. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. So, all right. What are we doing? Ah, we got some super chats. Let me go back to those. Okay. Hold on a second. You guys have been... All right, we have Matt Wells. Hey, Matt, thank you, buddy. How's it going? Says Matt Wells says, hey, Phil, just got a PRS Silver Sky and I absolutely love it. I still love mine. Mine's actually in the other room, which means I'm playing it. Uh, do you have a particular overdrive pedal that you think pairs better than others with the Silver Sky from Blues Rock? Um, yeah and no. Uh, the, what I've been running my 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 Silver Sky through is my Zen Drive and the... Uh, Well, because I'm in love with it right now. Not the guitar. I'm in love with that too. But the pedal is the uh, Motor City, uh, Friedman Motor City Drive. I really like that pedal. It's just a weird, fun, freaky, nasty, gnarly, awesome pedal. Um, But, uh, oh, you know what? I was actually, I was trying to think because I was playing my Silver Sky for like four hours yesterday. No exaggeration. I had a bad day and decided to play guitar for a while. What was I playing through? I was playing it through my fuzz pedal. I was just loving it. Wah and a fuzz. The, you know why? The Silver Sky's got that hendrix thing going, man. It's just great. It's got the fat. See, I think of Hendrix, I think of a fat strat, but not fat strat like when they call fat strats the humbuckers. I mean, fat, like this, it's a stratocaster tone that just, it's, the notes thump when you hit, when you, the string, you know, that's what I like about John Mayer. It's very Jimi hendrix you know. Um you know, hit the, the note and it just thumps out. So I, I was playing the fuzz with it and love it so much. And I agree. I love my Silver Sky. Uh, my buddy, Pat, came over this week and uh, and we were talking, hanging out for a while and I let him play my Silver Sky and he was like, man, this thing is like plays like butter. And I'm like, yes, it is. There's a reason why it's getting so so much love. It's just, it's all the PRS quality craftsmanship, but it's a strat. It's what we want. We want a strat. We just want a strat, the best playing strat. So, not that Fender can't make a great playing Strat, just we know Paul Reed Smith can make a good playing guitar, and we know Strat makes a great. Our Fender makes a great sounding Strat, so it makes sense. Um, there you go. So very cool. Uh, let's find a non super chat question, if we can. And I'm looking at my list. Oh, we talked about the Tessie. We'll hit that in a minute. Any any Helix fans out there? That's what I want to know. Is there any Helix fans that think uh, you know what? That's what I want to know. Hold on a second. How do i approve this okay thanks. somebody did it for me okay um let me let me my screen is not moving let me refresh and here we go here we go there we go uh i have a question uh here's the question i have for you guys did you guys uh any one are the helix fans out there and two uh do you, did you think the knob things were cool? Uh, you know what I mean? I, I understand some people are like, well, who cares? But I think it's cool. Cause again, it's, it's a not, it's a great idea. It's to me, a processor, uh, my, as you guys know, Larry Mitchell is a good friend of mine and he plays Axe Effects, and his Axe Effects has like fake. I don't say fake, it's like faux, It's wooden facades on it. And, it ha- and he does that. So it sticks out. So he knows it's his. So, you know, it's cool. I was thinking about this on stage. You know, if you have another guitar player in your band that plays a Helix, it's a great way to, to determine which one's which give it so so uh uh derek says i have the helix stomp i love the helix stomp uh i'd i'd leave says helix fan i have the full uh full helix on the floor <laughs> john parsons said yes and yes uh let's see um. All right. For no particular reason, just because I like the answer, yes and yes. John Parson, you just won some Tessie uh, custom knobs for your Helix. So... Uh, assuming you have a helix if you don't have a helix we should probably pick somebody else so john if you have a helix let me know and you won these and i will mail them out to you, you just email me at the pmcnight 7 at gmail.com uh and uh, or any other way just put that you're john parson and i will make sure i get this out to you when i get your address uh but however if you don't have a helix then let me know and we can give it to somebody who has a helix or if you're gonna go buy a helix because i just got your knobs uh well, just that anyways, but then it's kind of funny because your free knobs just cost you a thousand bucks, which I've actually seen happen through, I don't think it's ever happened to me, but it's definitely happened to a friend. Everybody who's, remember Ralph, my buddy, Ralph, remember you guys, he did a sh- episode with me where we talked about the fact that he bought a, a, a $150 pickup and then he had to buy a $1,000 guitar to stick the pickup in because he didn't know what to do. So... There you go. Um, I didn't see if he responded, but I'm sure he'll email me. And if not, let me guys know. Let me guys know. Let you guys let me know if you see his response as I look through stuff. Um, Okay, Uh, Clayton. uh, Clayton's got a question here. Let me see if I can scan that real fast. Hold on a second, guys. Here we go. Open that. Then I, whoops, remove that. Ah, that's what I do. Share screen, click the thing, click this button, and then you're looking at what I'm looking at. Cool. Uh, Clayton Gar- uh, Gartman says, Clayton Gartman says, uh, blind guy question. Okay. Do you know of any good magnifiers? Question mark. I am legally blind, visually impaired, and I want to be able to... To read rulers and to be able to solder. Um, so yeah, I have I have uh, two two friends that are legally blind. So I understand what you're saying. And if you're like them, um, they hold stuff. I want to get rid of your your that so people can see. Me. They hold stuff like every time I notice they have to. They'll read like this. I, I, I know very little about this. Like I said, but I know that they read like they have to. When they say they're blind, obviously they can't drive, but they can see. I understand. So that's why I understand what you're saying. You just have to be right on top of stuff. I don't know of any magnifiers cause I'm not very savvy that way, but, um, I would hope that if anyone's out there, I know that's what's nice about having a big community like this. Somebody might out there have the problem or have a loved one that has uh, a sight issues or know how to fix this. Uh, I'd love to hear an answer. You can put it in the comments below, or if you email it to me, I'll bring it up next week, uh, for Clayton. That'd be cool. Um, so, yeah, I can understand your problem because you don't want to be feeling around for for that stuff. Um, I'm trying to also think of other tricks that I might know, but it's tough. It can be done, though. And that's the good part, because uh, like I said I have a friend who's legally blind. and He solders. I should just ask him. Maybe I should ask him what he does. I've never seen him use a magnifying glass, though. He just moves really slow when he's doing stuff and he's right on top of stuff. So, um, and for a while he was using a soldering iron. It sucks. They make a soldering, soldering iron that's electric. Uh, well, they're all electric, but I mean, electric, like when you push the button, it makes contacts and it heats up real fast. It it, 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 it like runs electricity through the, the, it's a horrible soldering iron. You can get them at Home Depot, um, but it's not hot just for that second. So he was using one of those. I, I think it was over time. It just got so frustrating. He went to a real iron, but just so you know, that is an option out there. Um, oh, Michael Cru- oh, Michael Cruz says, he's talking to Clayton, so I'm just going to tell you what he says. Clayton says, try an ought light. Bad spelling. Okay. A giant magnifying glass with LED lighting. Ah, okay. So there you go. And uh, what I'll do when I index this, I'll try and Google search what he's saying. And and uh, And here, actually, what, what I'll do is this too. Check this out. This is why I'm doing this. Do that. So... Clayton, for a second. (laughs) Just thinking, I'm going to speed this process up. Check this out. But there you go. That's what Michael's talking about. Uh, He's talking about the Ot light. It's a bad spelling, but a giant magnifying glass with LED lighting. So that would make sense. I would imagine that, Clayton, again, I don't know your particular specific situation, but I would imagine light is a big issue because you probably, you know, just because as I get older, I can't see in the dark at all. Ugh, I don't need glasses yet, but boy, let me tell you, I'm getting to the point where if it's not bright, out will legal it. I can't see anything anymore. So uh, not up close to me. Um, all right. Hold on. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, Haley Mason says, Ot lights are great. Use them for my model building. Ot, O-T-T. O-T-T. So, uh, so that's really cool. Let me do that really quick. Cause again, this is actually, I'm trying to screen share and show you guys stuff just cause I think it's cool to see the questions and I know you guys are reading them in the replay, but also because, uh, Oh, <laughs> hold on a second. Where did it go? Uh, cause I want to see it. Okay. I'm just <laughs> trying to save stuff. All right, let's, uh, let's go to the next subject. What do we got for the next subject? We have... Oh, okay. So a lot of you guys are basically saying, uh, that you use those things already. And there's an optimizer as well. Thank you. That Humorous Elf 22 wants you to know about the optimizer. So there you go. There it is. Optivisor. O-P-T-I-V-I-S-O-R. So again, that's for me later when I'm listening, I'll be able to type it as I spell it. I'm trying to get a little lazier on the, on the indexing. <laughs> All right. Uh. Okay. Great white shark has a question. The question of all questions. I don't know. Here we go. Here it is. Uh, the question becomes as I, you guys are just going to, it's funny. You guys are going to probably find it faster than I can post it. Here it is. Uh great white shark says, uh, your new headless Kiesel versus your silver sky, which one would win in a fight? I think uh, he didn't say the last part, but I'm saying that what, what, which one would be better if you had an intruder in your house to beat with, um, just kidding. Uh, I would say the Kiesel. No, to answer your question, they are different. So that sounds like a cop out. It's not. Here's what I'm gonna tell you: I, the keys, I think the Kiesel is, uh, for me, is about um, transportation. Right? It's it's a it's a travel guitar. Look at it. It's smaller than the other guitars. It's cool. It's Strat like. And I think here's what I can tell you that Kiesel behind me is as good as any Strat that I own. My American Strats. I like it just as much. Um, fit and finish is probably a little better. Not because of any reason, then it's just you know Kiesel's got smaller production runs. They kind of have a be- they seem to have a better handle on the quality. It has stainless steel frets, which is a lot, little, little nicer, shinier, easier to play. Plays a little easier than my Fender strats. I would say if you're asking me which one do I like better overall for the quality, I like it over my Fender Strat. Against the John Mayer, it's a different animal. Um, because the John Mayer's got this kind of magic tone And that's in the pickups as we're learning With the uh, the Impossible guitar So part of that is the pickups but The other thing to keep in mind about this is I would say the win goes to John Mayer but It's not really a win and here's why it's a sour Win for the John Mayer because to me If I compare two guitars and one guitar Is much more expensive and it wins Well it was supposed to win so the John Mayer's $2,300 and that Kiesel I think remember I said in the video if you guys Seen the video of the Kiesel I said it was like 18 I was Wrong one of the things I said and I corrected that in the comments, I have a pinned comment in the video. Um, 1150 was based on that guitar, and then when I was because remember, they sent it to me as a as a gift, they gave it to me. Um, I didn't, uh, I i, I thought it had an upgraded uh roasted uh, maple neck, it has a roast maple neck. I, I didn't realize it's just a basic maple neck, not flame, so it was a 500 add on. So you have to remove that from the price. So that guitar is actually. That guitar, I don't even know what I'm... Do you see it behind me. If you see a blue headless guitar, that's what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> it's $1,350. So it's a 1000 or say $950 less than the John Mayer. So that's what I would factor in is the, the John Mayer I thought was a little cooler, but it was also $950 more. So there you go. Um, I will... I can tell you this. I'll probably end up playing the Kiesel more because I... I'm. I've been taking the keys wherever I go. I mean, literally. I, I know you guys are thinking like when I go to hotels and stuff. I'm like, no, no. Like if I have to go somewhere, <laughs> like sit in the car for an hour, I just brought it with me and start playing in the car. It's just great. Take it with me wherever I go. Um. <laughs> you know, wanna beetle is funny. Uh, wanna beetle says, Phil. Hold on. Wanna beetle says, so it's a Girl Scout cookie season what's the best cookie for a rock star? Two things. One, I saw where the Boy Scouts of America are following bankruptcy, which means boys, it's time to start selling cookies. (laughs) Just just thought I'd put that out there. Not that I should be telling the Boy Scouts what to do, but I'm telling you, Boy Scouts, you probably should start selling cookies. Um, Second thing is uh, my wife asked me if I would please do a video. This is weird, right? My wife asked me if I'd please do a video of of trying all the girl scout cookies and putting them in order of the, cause there's 10, I think uh, 10 different cookies uh, of my favorite to least favorite. I don't know why she asked me to do this. I don't know if that's something she thinks I, 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 I plan to put on the channel, but she asked me to do it. Um, I, I, it was the weirdest request It just happened this week, maybe cause it's girl scouts season. Like you said, wanna beetle. She's like, if I, uh, she didn't even say F she goes, I want to buy one of box of every kind of girl scout cookies. Will you try each cookie and then rate them one, to ten. She goes, she said, I think it'll be funny, um, to see my thoughts. Cause I do sometimes have an odd thought on stuff like that. So why don't be don't, maybe I'll, I'll probably tell you what I'll end up doing with that video. I will probably not post that video onto the internet. Uh, just because I don't think anybody will care, but I will probably send it to the patrons. And then when I do the live show, I'll put a link to it and then you guys will be able to see it. So anybody who knows where the link is, will get to see the video. I'll, I'll link it on the live show for those that will find that humorous, maybe so, Um, yeah. Edward said, if she asked, you better do it. Yeah, of course. Well, come on, man. She's going to buy all the cookies. We already know that's already a cool deal. (laughs) What's funny. What I love about Girl Scout cookies is look at the comments already. You guys are already fighting. Which one's the best ones? Isn't that funny? That's what I'm afraid. I'm like, maybe I'll lose some friends over this. (laughs) How dare you say that Thin Mints are not the best cookies how dare you okay skeptic says uh what is the weight of that kiesel guitar i'm looking for a light strat um so something to know about these uh headless guitars this kiesel guitar is uh, six pounds even so you know my vader is uh, like five pounds 14 ounces, so just under six pounds this guitar is six pounds um That sounds super light. What's weird is it really messes with you when all the weights, because there's no headstock and it's kind of a weird shape. What I'm basically telling you is this is something to be aware of with a small headless guitars. Six pounds feels like seven. Five pounds feels like six. Just letting you know on the headless guitars. So it is light, but it doesn't feel like air. Um, it feels my mirror is like six pounds, something six and a half pounds on my mirror, my PRS mirror and my PRS Mira. If you picked them up, you would think my mirror was lighter, but it's not. It's actually slightly heavier. So it's just the way it, it, it goes. Just the way it goes. Or the song, just the way it is. I won't sing for you guys because I like you. Uh, Bruce James says, I just uh, built a Strat kit guitar from Stu Mac and put Seymour Duncan SSL, SL fifty nines. There's no SS in that sl 59s in the bridge and neck positions should i put 500k pots um you don't have to you know what i mean you, you don't have to you can do 250k um the 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 way i look at this is there's there's guidelines for sure right 500ks and 250ks but there is it's just preference and me personally if a pickup is brighter like a a mini SL59 which is just a um uh which is a single coil mini humbucker uh, i would i would put a uh, 250k's in there that's what i would probably stick in there if it was me if i was going to, like if i was picking the potentiometers i'd pick 250k's and put them in there if it had 5k's in there i would not go through the effort to remove them <laughs> unless i was having an, an audible issue with the guitar like it was too bright but um slowly over time i you know uh, the rule I follow too, it's funny, I was just on the phone talking to a friend about this today. Uh, the rule I follow on is this, the majority rules, uh, so here's how I, I usually do potentiometers, if this helps. If it's humbucker single single, I do 250 Ks because there's more single coils than humbuckers. If there's a humbucker single humbucker, even though it has a single coil in there, I would do 500 Ks because again, majority rules, there's more humbuckers than single coils. Um, if Obviously, if it's all humbuckers, I do 500 Ks if it's all single coils, I do 250 Ks, but stuff where it's mini humbuckers, I'll tend to put 250 Ks in there sometimes, or you can mix and match. I'll put a 500 K in the volume and 250 K in the volume, or in your case, you have, what did I just say? 500 K in the volume and 250 K in the tone pot. Sorry about that. And in your case, you have two uh, tone pots so i would do two 250ks and one hundred five hundred 500k S- seems like it's hard to say that twice as fast so you get the idea but um that would be my suggestion but don't have to like I said you can experiment with that you can experiment they it's again like the treble bleed circuit they're very inexpensive it's like seven bucks for a good potentiometer so it's not uh it's uh well right now i think that's two cups of coffee at starbucks seven bucks something like that maybe a little less Depends if you're a tipper. You should be a tipper, but if you're not a tipper, you can get away with it. With tip seven bucks. Um, okay. Hold on. What else do we got for questions? We got some. Jason Wade, what's up, Jason Wade? He says, Hey, just picked up the new HSS Nick Johnson Schecter in Atomic Snow. And uh, that thing is really great for a sub $1,000 guitar. You should review one, man. I would love to review one. Uh, my buddy, I literally, t- yesterday, I think I was just mentioned this earlier t- t- on the show. My buddy, Steve came over yesterday and, uh, I, uh, put some new tuners on his telecaster and I, uh, polished up his Schecter and we restrung it and stuff just as did some services on the guitars. And, um, he said, hey, you used to really love Schecter's. What happened? And I said, oh, I still love them. I just don't have as many. And now I said, "The like you guys see with the videos, companies sometimes will send out product to review and I review them or co- our viewers ask for guitars and I review them and Schecter just seems to fall through the cracks. I think I mentioned this once before. Schecter reached out to me to do some reviews. I said, absolutely. In fact, I made it as effortless as I possibly could. I said, uh, just send whatever you want. <laughs> I literally am not kidding. Send anything you want. And I'll do a video of it, and uh, that fell through the cracks. But I don't think it was uh, malice, so you know, I, I emailed him again. He said, "Yeah, I'm sorry. He got he got backed up and he forgot, and then, I, uh, and then you know fell through the cracks again." So maybe it's a good time for me when I'm indexing this to send him one more email and say, "Hey, what would you like to send out?" I'd love to do some Schecter videos. I like Schecters. I've said this a thousand times on this show, this show, not my YouTube channel, the live show, thousand times, which is impossible because there's only 147 shows, but. That math is the math I'm using right now. Anyways, (laughs) that Schecter makes some of the best quality guitars for the price out there. Hands down. I've always felt that way. So, I don't know. We'll we'll keep going. (laughs) So, I just don't see them. So, you know, I go to stores. I mean, the guitar centers always have like one Schecter. It's always like one or two sad Schecters in the guitar centers here where I live. And then there's no other Schecter dealers. So, you just don't come across them. Um, okay. Uh, David Muniz says, Hey Phil, I got some, uh, guitar fetish. He said GFS, but guitar fetish strat pickups. Would you recommend using their potentiometers and capacitors? Sure. Yeah. I've, uh, not found any uh, issues with the guitar fetish stuff to the point where I'm like, Oh no. Um, I like burns, capa- uh, potentiometers the most. That's what I prefer. The, that, those those type and of course witchcraft stuff too as well. I like that stuff. But when I say I like that stuff, it's like I prefer, I will pay a little more sometimes to get that stuff. Um I can't tell you that it's superior to that stuff. It's just, you know, I I'm a I, I'm a type of person that when I find something that works and I trust it, I tend to keep using it for that reason. Um so but with a guitar fetish stuff is um, you know, I've, I've found little few problems. A few of you guys have reached out and told me you had issues with tar fetish stuff. And, uh, but given how much I've talked about them in the past, the, the amount of responses I got is um not so much horrible. Um, Mitchell, hold on, Mitchell, hold on. I want to see, I can see you. I can see you on one screen and not the other. Oh, there you are. Mitchell wants to know, your custom, where was this? Like this is. What, remember, celebrity death match on MTV. Do you guys want to do celebrity death match with my guitars? <laughs> so, celebrity death match with my guitars. Here we go. Mitchell wants to know. He needs to know this. Your custom Kiesel or your custom halo. It's impossible to pick the winner of that guitar. And here's why, because the custom halo is custom and my custom Kiesel is not. What I mean by that is Kiesel made me a guitar but that is a production guitar. It's very cool, I love the color. Everything that's in the video is still exactly where I feel. But the halo guitar behind me, that this guitar, look at how fast I go right to pointing that guitar. You guys watching the podcast are listening uh, just I promise to trust me. I am nailing it right now, over and over again. I am pointing slowly. Okay, as far as they know, guys, don't tell them that I pointed wrong a couple times. But there it is. I'm pointing correctly to that guitar. Anyways, uh, that Halo guitar is literally uh, a a. I thought up a bunch of crap and they made it. <laughs> I was like, okay, uh, Les Paul scale, you know, Telecaster body, Strat look, you know, semi hollow les paul features scallop neck it's it's a pretty over-the-top crazy guitar and um and i will tell you this on the halo guitar because i've heard because we've all talked we've all heard this stuff we're on the guitar community halo guitars uh sometimes have gotten some grief for some 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 shoddy stuff is what they say in the forums and i but what i can tell you is that um a lot of people have talked to since i think they went through a bad time it's very possible that they went through a bad time because i'm not hearing so much stuff recent so if you guys are having your issues with any halo guitars. Now, feel free to tell me. I I like hearing this stuff. Somebody was just telling me this week I have a viewer, his name's Mark, and Mark if you're watching this, you know, Mark's been sending me updates. I haven't been able to respond to Mark to the last two emails, but obviously I responded to the first one. He was had a horrible experience with Tajima and he's no longer a Tajima customer. And um and uh, I was telling my patrons this this week and I'll share it with you guys. Uh, please don't inundate me with tons of emails. I can't answer them now anyways. But Don't be afraid to send me an email because at the very least, I I, I try to glean as much as I can information. And uh, if I'm talking about it, if I make a video of a product and you have a horrible experience, share it with me, please. Uh, I I told my patrons this. I'll tell you guys this the same. The idea that remember, the companies only want to, to work with me to get to you. That's the value. Right. And as long as you guys will watch me. (laughs) they'll, they'll find value in me. And I appreciate that. Um, however, that being said, uh, you're not going to value me if I start, if I start saying things that don't make sense, like, for instance, if I'm like, this is the best brand ever and you all have bad experiences, we might have a disconnect. So don't be afraid to tell me your bad and good experiences. Um, and the reason I say it that way is because don't ex- please don't expect me to do anything. I mean, I might. I've done stuff. But when I say I might and I've done stuff, I'm talking about one in 100. Because, again, not for any personal reasons. I just don't have time. I can't advocate for everybody. But telling me is you understand you can have as much influence on me as I could ever have on any one person as well. Right. I, the only difference is this, you can influence me as a person. I can influence multiple people. That's the only difference. Cause there's a, you know, audience size, but those tell me those experiences. I'd love to hear them. So, um, so it's, it's important it's important to me. Uh so the Halo thing, back to the Halo thing. It's a crazy guitar. So uh it's it's different. Um the Kiesel guitars, I'm in fanboy mode with Kiesel right now. Remember, they kind of they kind of caught me off guard. Halo's the other company caught me off guard too. They were like, "Let's do something crazy." Um and I like them both, but I like them for different reasons. I will tell you this. Again, here's again, the only thing I can tell you with the Halo Kiesel thing. I like my Halo a little crazier cuz it's or more. I like it more, I should say. I like it more cuz it's crazier. However, I see myself playing the Kiesel a lot more often just because of the functionality of it, but they're great guitars. I love them both. So, and I know I can love them both because I have more than one child and I love all my children. (laughs) Uh, So for those of you children watching the channel that have parents, trust me, I, I can tell you that you can love more than one child. Um, and then um William wants to know thoughts on GNL. I have two GNLs, they're both the same guitars, basically. One has Tremolo. They're ASATs or assets. I like to call them assets. Um, because I think it's funny. Uh <laughs> I, I like them very much. Uh that's another brand I would love to do more stuff with, but it just never seems to work out. So um I, uh, you know, same thing with everybody else. I, I, trust me, I reach out to as many companies as possible and say, Hey, anytime you guys say anything on the live show, I'm pretty Johnny on it. I'm like, send them an email saying, Hey, it would be really cool to get some stuff on the, on the channel. The audience is talking about it. So please understand, I'm, I'm on it. If it's not on the channel, it's, it's, you know, somebody always asks me about Orange. Uh, again, you know, I mean, I, I, I can only do so much. I can only get, you know, out there so much uh orange amps uh that's one of them like when i think of a company that comes up a lot on the amp market it's orange in the comments you're like why don't you review orange why don't you review orange i don't have any access to orange I think i told you guys once i think i may have accidentally burned that bridge um they asked me one time at a christmas time would i do some videos and i told them i was i was just backed up i was just beyond busy right now um but i love the product and then you know maybe i should have said i maybe i should have said yes send it out and do it but i was just i just couldn't get to it uh michael wants to know what kind of prs is that in the background uh there's a custom 24 in the background just a basic custom 24. Well, basic meaning, no extra things into it. Uh, <laughs> wisely. I don't know if I'm saying that white. Wisely Zimmerman says, what is the quickest you've returned something that what was it and why? Um, I am trying and have been trying for the last couple of years to be a person who will return things. Um, It is a, is a source of contention. Uh, am I saying that right? It doesn't matter. (laughs) With my wife, I, uh, if I buy pants and they don't fit, I tend to stick them in the corner of the room. And then six months later, um, yeah, I didn't return them. Um, I, I've never liked returning anything. Uh, I don't like the feeling of going in the store, uh, and it's horrible because I would love to say, uh, I can tell you this when we were super, super broke, I would pull that crap and it would really piss off my wife then, um, more so than anything else. You know what I mean? Um, but luckily for me, my wife, uh, has no problem. So I've always like, uh, so to answer your question, if I return anything, uh, I always give it to my wife <laughs> and I say, Hey, can you. Can you take this back to the store? Um, so that's not very often. Um, but uh, so, what's the quickest? Uh, I can tell you this: the quickest thing I've probably ever returned ever just recently happened. I bought some new lighting on Amazon, as you guys see all the new lighting in the in the air and the in the studio. I bought all this new lighting and two of the lights. Although I kept all the lights except for two, two of the lights. I opened one up and it was. Um, not what I thought it was. It was some kind of weird DJ lighting thing and it wasn't what I thought. So I handed it back to the two of them. There's two of them. I handed them to my wife and she returned them to Amazon. Uh, so that was pretty quick. Cause I did that. Like, I mean, I literally pulled it out of the box. In fact, I only had to open one. I didn't open the other one. I pulled it out. Done. So that's about it. Um, I do exchange stuff though often, pretty often, like in the guitar. So in the guitar realm, in the guitar stuff realm, I'll exchange stuff. You know what I mean? If I don't like a guitar, I'll take it back and exchange it. So this is not very common. Uh, it's, it's. I don't impulse buy a whole lot. Sometimes I do, but very rarely. So there you go. Um, okay. What else do we got? Oh, hold on. I'm ignoring the super chats. Sorry, guys. Let me hop back over. Okay. What do we got? Uh, We have... David did a super chat for no reason. Thank you, David. I appreciate that. ER Webster says, what is a good a companion speaker for a 7080 in an open back 212. I play largely high gain stuff. Um, I'd put a vintage 30 in there. Isn't that very cliche and boring? But that's what I would do. I'd, i I 7080 paired up with a vintage 30. I think that's a good combo. I think you'd like that. Um uh, th- th- that works. I've done that, so that's why I know I like it. Because to me, the 7080s got a lot of fizz. They're more fizzy, there's more distortion in them to my ears than the, than the, the vintage thirties. And so the vintage 30, I think will kind of give more mids and beef it up a little bit. It's good to good little mix. So uh, keen 10 C says, thoughts on the new VHT D 50 Dumble clone uh, and VHT in general. I have not tried it. I think I saw somebody talking about it at the NAMM show when I was walking around, but I, I literally didn't get to see it. So unfortunately don't know much about it. The um I, I'm trying to increase the amount of stuff I'm reviewing, but it's not working. <laughs> uh usually it's usually it's my time that's locked down, but right now it's just about it's just about getting out to companies. So VHT is a, a thing. Um a friend of mine who's a YouTube channel, I was at the uh what was it, Summer NAM, And I think they talked to VHT and VHT wasn't interested, so I didn't follow up to see if they would want any kind of video content. Um so So what's weird is I see super chats in one screen and not the other. Hold on a second. There it is. Okay, cool. AJ me with a two E's. AJ me says, Phil, is it possible to wire a a humbucker humbucker guitar for coil split with stock five way import blade switch eight lugs in a row? pickups are both four wire. Uh, yes, but you would need to add either a, 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 a dip switch or a switch or a little toggle switch or which all the same thing. I just call it dip switch, but it's toggle switch um, or a, a push-pull pot in one of the volume uh, or tone controls. So that's how you would do that. Um, you would not be able to uh, access them in the actual five-way switch. You need what's called a super switch, and it looks like two five-way switches on steroids. <laughs> uh, and that's what you would need if you want to access that. So like a lot of times, like the Charvels will have two humbuckers and they're using a super switch. So I can tell you that switch is uh, not extremely complicated. It, if you've got a little patience and you can read a schematic, you can wire it up um, the, and uh, go that way. Just, like I said, it's just called the five-way super switch. Um, but when you look at it on the top, it looks like the five way switch. Everything's the same, but underneath the hood man, it's twice as wide. And it's just a, it's like said, it's like two whole rows, but I, I can't, I don't remember how many tabs are on each one. Um, but it's not eight. It's a lot more on each and there's two of them, but that's how you do it. Otherwise, um, you've got to add a switch or a push pull. If it was me, I would do the push pull. You could wire that up fast, find a schematic fast and it's non-marring. You don't have to drill any holes or do anything. That's what I would do. Uh, to, to add that if you want the coil splits or or your other option your other option is if your guitar is not a uh, a, a uh, you didn't mention a pick guard so maybe it's got pickup frames you can get the triple shots by seymour duncan and triple shots uh look like pickup frames but they have little teeny switches on them and those switches will allow you to do in phase out of phase uh well, so you basically, you know, out of phase or coil splits, and you can split each side of the coil. It's really cool. So those are pretty cool. And again, you can put those in and not uh, do anything. And those are called uh, Seymour Duncan triple shots. I'll be talking about those in one of the videos of the uh, of the pickup video series. Because again, all these pickup questions, I'm I'm ex- excited. You guys are asking them because boy, do I have a lot of that content coming. So uh, if you have pickup questions, that's where I'm going to be putting a lot of energy in the next twelve months. So I hope that's I hope that works out. Uh master something <laughs> Master I can't get the rest of it for some reason. Matcher, mash man whatever. Silver Sky. <laughs> Here's the question. Silver Sky uh, a Silver Sky like a- aftermarket pickup for an American Stratocaster stra- uh, Strat. Um, so I can only go off of what I've watched and what I've heard about the Silver Skies and you know John Mayer and Paul talking about they based the pickups off of a 60s era pickup. So without any research, I'm just going to shoot from the hip and say if you go with like the Fender 62 or 69, I'd probably, probably say the 69 set. You can get the Fender 69 custom. I think it's called 69 custom, but it might just be called 69 set of pickups. I bet They're gonna be pretty close. Um, a little overwhelmed, a little warmer than the uh than the 50 cent. That's something to think about. But what I can tell you is that is something that I'll be addressing in the videos. Uh the problem is I just can't tell you when it's because I just don't know how fast it's how fast I can produce the stuff. But it's every Monday, starting this Monday, there'll be pickup videos. Woo! All right. Just thinking about that makes me tired already. But uh, so that's my suggestion until I put in the real hard research, which is coming. Um, the William Spruce did a super chat for no reason. Thank you, William. That was really cool, man. Appreciate that. In fact, I think I'm gonna put all the super chats into the pickup fund. <laughs> uh, Mark here did a super chat for no reason. I appreciate that, Mark. And then Steve Long says, Hi, Phil. Hey, Phil. By the way, again, Mark, thank you. Uh, Steve Long says, Hey, Phil. I have a Marshall 1960A, uh, with GT12 T75s. Thinking of swapping swapping single speakers for v30s etc for recording purpose so i have multiple sounds available bad idea should i just buy another cab no 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 i i think it's a great idea um i, I did the same thing so i have a 1960 marshall cabinet you've seen it in some videos uh and now currently it has all vintage 30s in it but forever i, I i've had that cabinet configured a couple ways for originally i had the gt12 t75s and then I switched two Vintage 30s into it, and I put them in the X pattern. So it was like Vintage 30, Vintage 30, and then the GTs on, you know, crisscross like this. And um, and then what I did is I knew which way they were, so when I mic the cabinet, I just mic the the, the V 30s that I want. And then I started messing like what you're talking about, putting different speakers, so I can just put the mic in different spots and get different speakers. And that was kind of fun. But ultimately, what I kept learning was for me, the the Vintage 30. Over time, my my ears changed, but Vintage 30s really still appealed to me. And then now the creambacks are really appealing to me. So I see, I tend to uh, mic a lot of the amps that have the cream back and the vintage 30 in it. So no, I think it's a great idea. Um, You know, you can do the crisscross pattern or you can put them on the bottom row or top row. My suggestion is if you're going to put the vintage thirties, here's the downfall of this. Uh, If you do two vintage thirties in that cabinet, I think it's smarter for you to put them in the top row, so the two because th- they're angled at you and they're kind of hitting you in the face, and, they, and you'll hear the vintage 30s. You won't even hear those GTs anymore. They'll just be background filler. They'll fill up the room with sound. However, if you're going to mic it all the time, you want them, you know, you want them down below where you can mic them. That's why I did the crisscross because that way I was kind of hearing one of the vintage 30s and then I was micing one of the vintage 30s. That was kind of my logic. You can mic the angled ones, but I don't. I mic the bottom ones. I don't know if there's any real reason for that <laughs> i'm not a recording engineer so i can't tell you uh you know the right way to do that but i just you know from trial and error i found the ba- the bottom row mike in the bottom row was better for me uh anthony just did a super chat put in the tip jar for no reason thank you man that was really cool anthony uh very nice of you guys thank you so much uh let me tyler i know you got a super chat let me go to a non-super chat question real quick buddy uh real quick um Brian says, I love, Hey Brian, Brian says, by the way, cha- Brian is with the, the channel that is live wires. They're a weekly, uh, live, uh show they had um Chris from the guitar pit this week. I got to see a lot of it and hear most of it. I was kind of I leave that stuff in the background. Um it's every Wednesday's. I'll put a link to it. I've linked it before. I just want to give them a shout out. They're a small channel, they're really working it hard. You know what I mean? You guys, everybody knows hey, those of you guys out there looking for more guitar content. They do good guitar content, they're they're good dudes, um, which is nice. It's DR guitars, Brian Stewart, unless Brian doesn't tell you his last name and then it's Brian Jones. And then <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, like I said, this week's uh, episode was uh, Chris at the Guitar Pit. He's uh, he's a cool dude. He's got a great channel as well. And I do to talk about his channel. So um, uh, I like Chris because he hates cheap guitars. So <laughs> I kind of feel bad as soon as I say this out loud. So hey, if you if you love cheap guitars, you'll like watching Chris because he doesn't have a whole lot of love for the cheaper gear. And um, uh, you know what? gotta love them for that too. You know, right. I love it both ways. I love it when somebody has an opinion, that's hard. I'm more general. Like in other words, I can see everybody's point. I I have things I'm going to stick to, but I see everybody's point. And then some people are more hard about their opinions. I I love that actually. So, you know, um, there's, there's a great one. (laughs) Just great. Um, anyways, I got sidetracked (laughs) talking about that. Uh, Oh, Brian, what Brian said, he was saying he's got the run 20 and, uh, it's got the cream back in there. And, uh, Hold on. I love the cream back in my Friedman rent 20. That's what he says. And in the line six power cab 112, uh, built in emulation. Yeah. You know, that's where a lot of my cream back love came from was the Friedman stuff. I've been messing with so much Friedman stuff and they use a lot of cream backs. And for some reason I like it. Um, I have a cream back Neo that I bought. Um, I think it's funny. I I'm pretty sure I'm really sure Pete Thorne recommended it to me and I bought it. And then Like not a year later, but maybe like eight months later, I was talking to Pete Thorne and I mentioned to him that, you know, I got it because he likes it. And then I remember him like, I do like he didn't remember recommending that or liking it. And then I was like, oh, maybe it wasn't him. (laughs) It was kind of funny. (laughs) It was kind of funny, but I like it, but I like it. Um, So there you go. Uh, and I think actually, I think what we determined actually now I'm thinking back, I think it wasn't that he didn't recommend it. What happened was he was mentioning that it has a little bit lower in, lower in tone than the uh, greenback. And he was suggesting it to somebody. I don't know, whatever. So. Uh, ah, Ben Combs, uh, Coombs. Ben, uh, you know what? You should just change your name. <laughs> no, Ben Combs. Sorry, Ben. Uh, John uh, Parsons said he already has a set of those knobs. Please pick another person. Oh, okay. So pick another person. We're going to pick another person for the Tessie knobs. Blue. So you can be cool like me. I should put a disclaimer that you won't be cool. (laughs) If you're like me, you won't be cool. But you'll have blue knobs. Uh, So again, somebody who thinks they would really enjoy some blue knobs and put them on their their, uh, Helix. You know what I mean? Let me know. uh, And I'll pick you. The first one. Simon Jones said, me, please done Simon. You just won me, please. I'm going to screenshot you right now. Simon, all you have to do is email me at uh seven at gmail.com. You can get there or you can go to ask, know your gear too. Either way, it will get right to me, um, but put in the subject, please that uh, you won this. I will get it in an envelope and out in the mail better than I usually do usually I'm about a week two weeks after I say I'm going to do something that gets gets out but uh, uh, this I'm ready I'm ready I have it ready to go on envelope on Monday I promise and it'll go out because I'm actually shipping out some stuff on Monday so it should work out great so let me know sometime this weekend buddy and um, and I'll I'll send them out to you so so there you go see Uh... (laughs) thank you Ben by the way that was awesome. Um, and also shout out to Ben Coombs channel, Ben Coombs channel. See another channel. That's uh, that's got a lot of great content. I've been on his channel before. Um, so, uh, I recommend you check out that video <laughs> cause I'm on it. He's got, trust me, he's got better videos than when, when I'm on, but why not? I'll just, I'll put that in the index cause I'm on it. Uh, and then you please feel free to Please check out, not feel free. Please check out his other stuff. Uh, Tyler, Tyler says, have you seen the guitar with vintage tuners where the peg hole steps down to six millimeters in the back, bought hip shot upgrades and uh, 8.5 millimeter tuners are too large for a main jab, uh, lefty Jaguar. Yes. Um, So I want to clarify what he's saying. So for the rest of you, so what he's saying is, okay, so generally speaking, your tuner, uh, your holes for your tuning keys are going to be eight millimeters or 10 millimeters, generally speaking. Right. So the holes, right. For the tunicies to go in again, I'm just being general. Um, in fact, I think 10 millimeters is too big, but I think they' use the eight millimeters. So anyways, uh, uh but the point is, I'm doing off memory right now without my spec sheet. But the point is what he's saying is he bought some hip shots and his are six mil. They they're tapered. His are tapered off. So in other words, um, the bottom and I'm, uh, so I, hopefully I'm right, Tyler, what, what What's happening in his guitars, if you have a vintage-style tuner that has, instead of a nut that locks it on the top, it has a compression uh, plug that plugs the top, what's going to happen is the bottom of the headstock, um, you know, I got a guitar here. The bottom of the headstock where this side of the tuning key goes in, this will probably be much larger, like in his case, it'll be 8 millimeters, or he says 8.5, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's right, the, the variances are about right. But what happens is where it should be the same up here, because this is where the top is. It's been it's been it's actually tapered, so it's bigger on the bottom and it's six uh, millimeters on the top because he has a, a compression thing. So um, there is an aftermarket fix to that. However, I will tell you this, Tyler. This is one of those things I've learned. Whenever you have that style of tuner, you're just going to have to make the decision, buddy. And the decision is to ream that out or not. Uh, that's what I do. I use a reamer. Um, you can pick them up anywhere. Uh, Amazon, StuMac. Get a good one. You know, I mean, I have a bunch. Um, the uh, so you know I, the one I have the StuMac one. I have a bunch of them, but there's a one that I use that I got from Home Depot that I just love, and I've been using ever since. Just I walked into Home Depot probably 20 years ago and bought a reamer been using ever since uh so anyways just ream that out a little bit and then it'll fit of course your six millimeter plugs will never fit ever again and your guitar will forever not fit that so that's the decision you have to make is for your main japan lefty jaguar uh if you're going to do that um however the, that's the, the problem otherwise your only other shot is that you're going to have to find uh, locking keys that will taper down to six millimeters. And I don't know of any of that does, but there's there's got to be something out there that does. Um, but usually not uh there is there is another trick that I've done you can find um I'd have to see your tuners again this is sometimes tough when I don't have things in front of me to see uh tricks I've done in the past you can find uh there's a locking version of almost every tuner so if yours has like a vintage style cluson style tuning key you can get the locking kind of cluson key and put them in and just use the original uh plugs and not change that out that I've done in the past for customers and they've lined up great um so, you know, if I'm if I'm doing on memory, I'm pretty sure I'm right. I thought when I did Tyler Larson's uh, PRS uh, in that Sharp Max video, I think that was the issue is he had Cluson keys in that particular model that McCarty model. And I used Cluson and locking keys because that way I didn't have to mess with the plugs at the top. Um, I could be. It's I've done it so many times that I know I've done it, but it it might've been that guitar might not. But anyways, the point is that's your only option is to ditch the hip shots and go with a, a like locking key that fits into the back of your key, but just leave those plugs where they are and they'll stay. Okay. Tyler says, hold on. Let me show this to you. Here we go. Tyler says, in my case, I believe the peg holes are actually smaller on the backside I was able to put the put the hip shots in different guitar with vintage tuners. I don't know. That doesn't sound right. You could be right, but it doesn't sound right. The If they're tapered, they should be tapered. Sm- so that's good news if they were tapered that way. See, if they're tapered the way I'm talking about it in the plugs, that's what your issue is. If they're tapered the other way, it's just because, I don't know. It doesn't It doesn't matter. You can just ream that all out and just go with the right keys. No one will know. No one will know. It'll be the same. So, but good to know. Good to know. Uh, I'm glad that you didn't have to modify the guitar. Again, you try not to mod guitars, especially like guitars like Japanese guitars and stuff like that. American-made guitars, Japanese guitars. Try not to mod them if you can. Not because of the resale value, but just because it's just it, you know you never know. Um. Okay, hold on. We're we're pretty much at the end. I just want to double. Oops. Double check and grab. Okay, I got one more super chat. It's from Joseph. And it says, What do you think about Electro Voice SOR 12 speakers in a speaker cabinet? Um, I don't think I've ever tried them, buddy. Uh, I've tried a ton of electro voices. I'm looking right now because it's one of those things. I haven't actually had owned an electro voice speaker in 15 years. Uh, me personally. So I, what I want to know is, yeah, uh, so to answer your question, I'm looking at some right now. Uh, I love old electro voice speakers. Um, the ones I've tried in the past, they always were great, but I mean, I, I, just don't come across them anymore. And I've never, I've never had, a, uh, I know I have friends that like the low end frequency, of those speakers can really kind of thump out and really sound good, really make the instrument sound full, but I've never had them in a cabinet, (laughs) so it's just, but, um, and and if I did, it was, like I said, at least 15 years ago since the last time I've heard one. Okay. Uh, well on that note, let's, uh, let's wrap it up. So we did the Tessie giveaway. We gave some Tessie uh, knobs away. I want to thank Tessie for this. I'm doing a video. We'll talk about the Tessie when I'm talking about my Helix as well. Uh, again, support these guys cause they supported the channel, send this out, getting you guys some cool knobs and stuff. And, um, Also, they make great kill switches. If you've seen, um, I might actually do another video where I install another kill switch because I like their stuff. Um, So just let them let them let them know you love them. If you're into if you're looking for cool kill switches or if you want to upgrade your knobs, do that as well. And I want to thank everybody that hung out today. And uh, before we go, I got one more quick super chat just popped in. And this will be the last one. So don't do a super chat because I won't answer anymore. It says, BK says, new guitar week. Fender Telecaster, DC. Have a great weekend. He just wanted to know you. <laughs> Did you know you? He just got a cool new guitar. That's pretty funny, BK. That's awesome. Telecaster, DC. You are going to have a great weekend, my friend. Uh, new guitar day is always a cool day, especially right before the weekend. And um... ah, real quick, Ben Coombs wants you to know, I will also, hold on, Ben. I don't want to lose this. I will index it right now, and I'll put it in the thing later. Ben Coombs wants to you know if you use the coupon code Canucks. Uh, it's I think that's a slanderous towards term towards Canadians, but I think he's allowed to say it. Uh, anyways, <laughs> says uh, anyways, uh, use that use that code and you get fifteen percent off at Tessie's Witch. So do that. That's a really cool. Hey man, put that money in your pocket. The Tessie's willing to give it to you take it um so anyways again thank you guys so much for everything i will talk to you guys next friday as always thank you so much for supporting the channel everyone who did the super chat yours awesome thank you everyone who supports this channel on the patreon side as well thank you guys for hanging out on the Patreon hangout for all you patrons that are here today live and as always uh thank you for your time and know your gear